welcome into the Sports Buffoons Podcast. Yo, let's get it going out there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the world. Welcome on in back again, once again, to the Sports Buffoon Studios here out of Lenexa, Kansas. We got Tanner Dawson to my right, and we got Jason JG to my left over here. Cracking one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Pop it, let me know what I'm talking about. You know, we got the sports foods going on. You would have cracked one right, right when the show starts is when you want to get it going. Um, so I appreciate that, Jason. You, you haven't done that for a long time. I would rather be popping something else right now, but I'll settle for this. Yeah, you got a little buzz ball going on. Uh, Tanner, what are you sipping on? I just got some water, guys. Preparing for the weekend. Some water. I got, I, I got myself a little uh, water with some blue Mio put in there just to just to keep it light tonight yeah. <laughs> so you know it keeps a little flavor for the water for the evening um all that good stuff that's what is that just blue raspberry you know it's something oh is that the flavor of the mio that must be the mio yeah well all that good stuff so uh guys this this feels like a uh championship wednesday in a lot of ways if you think about it because um you know we're sitting here on this day and monday we saw a end of a season conclude and then Tuesday, we saw the same thing in a different sport. Both both of those seasons are over with now. Now we're sitting here going, well, what do we do with our time? What do we do with ourselves anymore? Um, well, we I did hear a story recently about a flight attendant, as a matter of fact, who had, had been a little tipsy maybe uh, on, the, on, on her flight. Um, and, you know, she may, maybe got caught maybe by the way she was acting. Uh, probably had a few too many vodka tonics or whatever, you know, her guilty pleasure is. And, um, you know, it got me thinking, you know, if, if I was in her shoes, if I was a flight attendant, it would be pretty hard to, like, not want to drink on on your job. Right. I mean, I would, would you guys say so? I mean, would you guys say, like, it'd be easy just to, to want to like, oh, hey, yeah. I got a three hour flight. You know, it's pretty boring. Got to hand out peanuts. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. You know, why not have a, have yeah. a couple of vodkas along there, the way, you know. whatever you're maybe some tequila, whatever you're into. Um, well, turns out uh, this lady ended up being removed from her position, as far as I understand. But it got me thinking, um, what would be actually the most difficult job to to do um, while you're intoxicated? Because there's there's a lot of, you know, jobs that are very specific and, you you, you know, you can't, you know, get a dial in. You got to zone in. You got to be in on your job. But if you're if you're drunk, then it's just not going to work out. Or maybe being a flight attendant, it's too easy. So what would be the opposite of that? What would be something that would be almost too difficult to perform while you're intoxicated, you guys? Yeah, so the first thing that came to my mind was, like, if you were, like, a superstar singer, and the first person that popped into my mind was Taylor Swift because she did that concert the other day where it was fucking pouring down rain, and she just she didn't care. Like, she pushed through it like the superstar that she is. And I'm just like, if she would have been hammered in that situation or any other situation for that matter, I feel like when you start to mess with your your fucking vocal cords and shit, because we all know that when you get hammered, you know, you you might not be able to talk or sing in her case as long as you might ideally like to. And I, I think that a superstar singer would be number one. That would be the most difficult because you're a professional your vocal cords are expected to be on point. And um, that, that would be a shitty job because if you fail at a concert, 
would then all your fans are going to talk shit on you for the rest of your life. You're never going to be able to live that live that down. So that was number one. My second one that came to my mind was a police officer because we depend on these police officers, our law enforcement to get all of these drunk ass drivers off the road. Well, how are they going to do that if they're hammered? And so I think that would be a shit show job to, to try to be able to do that because you're not going to be able to follow the law if you're hammered, much less try to pull somebody over for being drunk or otherwise. And so I think for me, those are the two shittiest jobs to try to do drunk is like a superstar performer or a police officer. It's interesting you bring up the the uh, vocalist, basically. Because, I mean, obviously you guys know out there I'm a metalhead, so I go to a lot of shows. Went to one last week, went to the one week before. I mean, I'm always going to shows. Um, and I've seen many, many times, actually, some of my favorite bands go up there, and I know they've been drinking beforehand. A lot of the guys I like, they, they drink a lot of whiskey before. Some of them are drinking on stage, even. Um, one in particular that I remember very specifically because of how bad it was, and this guy was already known for being kind of a, a of a issue in the past um i saw him at aftershock up in Merriam, kansas and um his name was he was from the band slaves if you guys are aware of who that would be um but anyways he supposedly quit drinking or whatever gets up on stage and his vocals are awful and this guy's got a wonderful voice he's got a very 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 pretty voice uh hits hits all the all the high notes and all that well the whole time he's up there apologizing he's blaming it on being sick or whatever and it's like well i saw him before the show actually you know, walking around drinking. So um, it was it's pretty obvious, evident what was going on at that point. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It's interesting you bring that up because some of my favorite bands, they can do it. I mean, because it's a different style of music. No, I'm, I'm going to give you like drummer, t- guitarist. I don't care. Taylor, like, I could Taylor, totally Taylor do that. Swift so, is someone who probably could not get away I, with that. So I'm just strictly saying vocalist. Yeah, vocalist so would be a problem. Country star Morgan Wallen, whatever, Willen, Wallen. Uh, he actually had to cancel a concert. 10 minutes before it started because he was drunk oh shit wow good for him and then he ended up taking six weeks off to go to aa because he wow because he wow. couldn't do it because he got that uh, i went to a show one time the lead singer of asking asking alexandria um <laughs> but it was just him by by himself basically doing a solo thing and he sat there with a, a glass of whiskey next to him the entire time it, but what the best part about it was no one was expecting it to be like sound great we just thought it was going to be amusing and it was he mm-hmm. just told jokes the whole time would sing a couple songs, drink a bunch of whiskey, and uh, that was pretty much the show. It was, it was, I loved it. I mean, it was funny because we didn't have expectations, and we're seeing the lead singer of Asking Alexandria right there in front of us just get hammered. That's so, awesome. I thought it was, I thought that was kind of cool, I suppose. But um, I don't know, Tanner. You do you have anything in mind that would be the most difficult thing to do? Uh, I know. Actually, Jason and I were talking beforehand about my job. Thinking about it now, yeah, being drunk, sitting in front of spreadsheets, sitting in front of doing numbers stuff would just be awful because you just want to fall asleep. You're just going to want to fall asleep sitting there. Anything not moving. So if you're staring at a computer that you would have to for eight hours or plus or whatever, and you're looking at, you know, numbers and trying to figure out other stuff, I think that'd probably be one of the worst things just because you would fall asleep. I think it's got to be a balance though, because if it's too physical, you can't do it. You can't do it. If it's not physical at all, you're really you're not, not going to be able to do it. it. So it's like, it's got to be like some kind of a balance or something like that. I mean, I mean, I would never say, uh, you know, if you were reading meters for a living or something like that, you know, that would be <laughs> something that would probably be bad to do while you're intoxicated. What about like, you know, a, it's a numbers based. 
<laughs> what about a bank teller? Like, what if somebody withdraws like fifteen hundred dollars and they give them fucking yeah. what, five grand? That'd be pretty shit. That's an easy way to get fired right there. Yeah, that'd be a bad deal as well. I'd say. So. What, what's your idea? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, anything that comes to mind. I mean, it, none none of it sounds good. Let me let me ask you this here. Uh, tell you a little top ten popped up from AmericanCraftBeer.com. What are some jobs? What what do you think is in the top ten for jobs that uh, should avoid if you have a drinking problem? So jobs that would probably uh, ele- electrician make you drink. Electrician would be one because you're likely to die. Uh, I've heard most painters are actually Not on alcoholics. The list. Not on the list. Well, Tanner, I'm thinking about your your safety. I mean, you're more likely to I actually know. kill yourself. So this is jobs. So this is jobs that uh, have a higher percentage of heavy drinkers and a higher mortality rates from alcohol consumptions. Uh, painters, than other jobs. Painters will be on. Painters the list. are not on the list. That's I like the, the electrician. I like that one. The electrician are not. I mean, I guess you almost could say. Now it's now painters would be something different. Well, you have any guesses? I, I like to go to when I'm out in Vegas, I like to go to Cirque du Soleil shows. And I know that they, they did have somebody that died one time during a show, a performer. I don't know if he was drunk or not, but when you're doing all those fucking backflips and shit and oh, jumping off, yeah, yeah, no, 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 you, you know, jumping, that. jumping off of a fucking ledge and shit like that. I mean, right. that that's a well. It depends on how you look at it. it. Could be a bad way to go out, or it could be a good way. You're to like go a pilot, out. you know, helicopter pilot or something like that. I mean, it'd yeah. be like the movie Flight, but well, that's he a was great, that's a great but movie. He was, but he was on point. That actually made him a better pilot. I know people like that actually. That's yeah, I bet you do. That's a good movie. I bet you do. So here's, I hope you can in- introduce me to some of those friends that you have here's the top 10 jobs to avoid like the plague if you have a drinking problem number 10 the sales worker right what a sales worker yes and oh you mean like, like where you're it's like commission based yeah yeah blah, blah, blah. like okay. you have to meet and greet and fancy every, oh all those yeah, customers. yeah yeah, that would, yeah, make, yeah. That, would make, that would make sense uh number nine assembly line production being in that so production jobs mind-numbing fast paced again it's fast paced. But some of them are nine money numbing enough you're false. But it would make you want to drink because it's so boring. Yeah. Custodial workers, cleaning the toilets, scrubbing toilets, having to deal with that crap. I just thought of a good one since you said that. Um uh CNA would be good. Oh yeah. That would be amazing if you were hammered the whole time because you wouldn't be able to like you'd be smelling shit all day long, but it wouldn't really <laughs> matter that much because you're drunk. But you'd still be helping people, so it's still re- rewarding. It's still rewarding. You know what I'm saying? You still you want to have a rewarding job, but you're not going to really enjoy it that much if you smell shit all day unless you're hammered. Yeah. Uh, uh, for the record, we don't need a full top 10. Tanner. I'm just giving, do... I'm on, it's fun. It's, it's actually <laughs> Moving kind of fun. right along. Farmers oh. at number seven. Protective services, number six. Architect, hmm. number five. Doctors at number four. <laughs> transportation workers, three. Lawyers, two. And what's the number one? Astronaut. I already told you my number one. Astronaut. Yeah. Bartenders and servers. Number one. Oh bullshit. To avoid. You can drink you, all day with that shit. To avoid if you've got a drinking problem, you have to. Avoid oh, those to shots. avoid if you have a drink. Yes, because I, it's in front of you all day. I don't day. think you've heard me three times say about this. Oh. Four times. No, I ignored that part. Drinking I figured problem? you ignored. No, I, I ignored that part. So. But yeah, that's your uh, according to AmericanCraftBeer.com, your ten jobs to avoid if you've got a drinking problem. So all do right. you do you think <clears throat> if I want to be a, a part of SpaceX, do you think that Elon Musk would give me a drug and or alcohol test before i go up to space yes okay uh, i'm out i'm out i and don't want to do it I, th- I think it's not because he's worried that you know you're drunk you're drunk or anything like that i think it's just the, the to avoid the lawsuits like everybody else so all right guys we will be talking chiefs here in a few minutes 
Um, but otherwise, let's go ahead and kick it off. Let's talk some sports, goddammit. Uh, I know we're in a weird part of the year. I mean, obviously, it's middle of June now, and we're going to have kind of a lull period where we're, we're trying to find something to entertain us. Yes, I know baseball but, exists. What's, you know, what's the two days a year there are no sports played? Two days two a days year? Two days a year, no professional sports. Is um, ooh, yeah, Easter. That's a, that's a tough one. Is it Easter? No. Nope. Um, Just two specific days. That's a good question, Tanner. Ramadan. That, you should use that as a trivia question. It one is, day. It's uh, Ramadan. It's a trivia question for you guys. Um, two. Okay. Is this okay? Someone's in February. Nope. January 2nd. No. January it's 3rd. Up. It's coming up in July. <sighs> July. Um, so, oh, All Star break. Yes, MLB All Star break. Also, mm. Is that the, the two back to back? The day of and so the day after. There is no professional. No, so no NBA, no NHL, no football, um, no soccer, MLS. Nope. No, so two for those two days is the most depressing day zero of, sports. In, of America. Zero sports every year. So no sports. The, the All Star breaks. Like, what do you do? With, you do you, do you hug your kids? I mean, what do you do with your free time? I mean, at gamble. some point, uh, gamble. I'm at the casino. I mean, you guys. <laughs> what know. else are you gonna do with yourself? I'm at the casino because at least I know if nothing else, I can make some money. You know. All right, let's talk about some champions, guys, for a few minutes because uh, the NBA, as Tanner Knight called, is over. Uh, Denver and five. Finished it off real easy, and it, it was a boring series, in my opinion. I mean, I I personally watched every single game. I watched every game of the playoffs. Um, I did not have the greatest time in the world watching these games. I thought they were kind of cringy at times, um, except for the betting aspect. Sure, I mean there was some betting involved here and there because I mean, what else am I going to do with my time? But um, you know, I, I thought that in general, that watching the NBA series go through, we were probably on point, Tanner, when you and I said the Celtics would give them a better fight I than the Heat. Did. The Heat. The Heat had one game where they showed up and won by three points. And it, it took a lot of fight to make that three points happen. Um, meanwhile, Denver literally just rolled their asses every other game in the series. And it never felt close to my, to my in my opinion, all along. Uh, as long as you had a healthy Jokic and Jamal Murray out there. And then, hell, Aaron Gordon showed up quite a few times. Um, it's just the way it is. That, the better team won this thing. So, real quick, on the other side of things, we watched Tuesday night, last night. Mm-hmm. We watched the Las Vegas Knights go out there and beat the Florida Panthers, and um, in five games, in five games, so sim- same exact outcome. Yep. Um, my thing was watching these two games combined back to back and series for series. Um, I truly felt like even though the the Knights were by far the better team, watching game by game, every minute of each game, I truly enjoyed watching the NHL more. I had a, I had a better time watching the games. I felt like even whenever the Knights were up. You know, what was a five to two or whatever? At one point, I was like, there's it's still the action is nonstop, and you never felt like it was a thing where someone's gonna let off the, the gas and start pulling back and you know, playing softball. No, like it, it was you'd go full fledged at all times, otherwise, you know, you let their team back in the game, correct? You know, it was gonna be a problem. So it's like you, you had to be on point throughout the entire process up until the point that it was nine to three, you know, at the end of the game. Um, but overall, I just thought, I just thought the competitiveness of the NHL series was a little better than the NBA. But it kind of raised my point was, you know, which which game or which series did the people out there, the the community of the world, uh, enjoy watching more? And now I know Jason, you want to talk NBA for a bit, and I want to hear your opinion on what what does this mean? What does this mean for the future of of the Nuggets? What does it mean for the future of Nikola Jokic, a guy who we're questioning at the moment? is true love for the sport. Um, so, 
you know, you being the NBA export expert, I want to hear what your thoughts are on that series. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think with the NHL, I mean, like being from Kansas City, the fact that we don't have an NBA or an NHL team, you guys know, like Las Vegas is my second home. So that's like my that's like my home team. The Las Vegas Golden Knights winning a championship is is, is amazing to me. Um, but as you guys know, like I'm an NBA guy. And so that I was totally locked into that series. Um, yeah. The Nicole and Jokic thing. I mean, he's just the guy's a unicorn. I mean, the, the first name that popped into my mind is like, we should look at him in much the same way that we look at Patrick Mahomes in the NFL, because the guy just does certain things in certain ways that we've, we've never, ever seen before. And so I think, those guys are obviously they're young. That whole roster is going to come back next year. Um, and it's, you know, it could be just kind of a, it could be another boring series next year. There's going to be a lot of teams that reload, hopefully the Miami heat reload. And you're going to see a lot of changes in the NBA, you know, during the draft and free agency. But I mean, my gosh, dude, like Jamal Murray to me is a superstar. He's not a star. He's a superstar but he's playing second fiddle only because he's got Nikola Jokic on his fucking team. And so very interesting team to watch. Um, and they deserve all the credit credit in the world. I mean, they deserve to win the championship, but I feel like most of the world right now is, is looking at Miami since they're also like kind of a big market team. And, and what, what did they, what did they either do wrong or what do they need to do better for next year? And I just think they're they're a bunch of overachievers. I mean, Miami, yeah. Miami, they deserve to be in that spot, but they totally overachieved. I mean, there there's no reason in the world that they should have beat the Celtics, shouldn't have beat the Bucks, even though Giannis was not a hundred percent. But looking at the Miami versus Denver series, I'm looking at Jimmy Butler's stats right now, before and after his ankle injury which I believe was in game one of the Knicks series. Um, he had a five and one record before that injury. And then he was 500 after the injury in the playoffs averaged 35 points per game before the injury, 23 points per game after and his field goal percentage 58% before he hurt his ankle 41% afterwards. And Jimmy Butler is the last guy in the world that's going to make excuses. So I'm going to make it for him. Okay. We, we heard that he was potentially going through some, some personal issues with his family. there. ankle may or may not have been at a hundred percent. So this guy's a fighter and that's, that's the guy I was rooting for. I, I really wanted to see them win. you guys heard me try to pick the heat to win the series, that was more wishful thinking than it was anything else just because, I, I loved, I totally loved to watch Jimmy Butler go through this whole thing, taking down Milwaukee, taking down the Knicks and the Celtics, you know, really had no business being in the finals, probably didn't have any business being in the finals in the bubble either, but yet there he yeah. was dragging this team this year, had four undrafted guys on his team and he just totally overachieved. And so, the, the big thing I took out of this series is, you know, we talked about it on Saturday. What what do they need to do to get better? And I'm just saying, if, if I'm Pat Riley, if I'm Eric Spolstra, 
you got to bring in Dame Lillard. And, and I'm not trying to bring in anybody else. I know there's other guys out there. Fred Van Vliet is a free agent. And maybe there's something you can pull off there. But I just feel like Dame Lillard is the guy because he's another aging superstar, much like Jimmy Butler. These guys aren't going to be around in their prime for another year or two. I mean, they're they're going to be on the downside of their careers. And so um, I would love to see the Heat get better. And I'm not even a Miami Heat fan. I just really enjoyed watching the series. I enjoyed watching Jimmy Butler. Bam Adebayo, he, as good as he is, he's the third wheel, okay? He would be a, a really good third wheel on this team. He cannot yeah, be. He the, was also the best player in the entire series for the Heat. He I mean, cannot but, be Butler, the number two guy. Butler was not the superstar for the Heat side throughout the series. Bam Adebayo was the one making the most of plays for their side. And, and that's great. But I, I think that offensively, specifically, you, you can't rely on Bam. Definitely on defense, you can rely on him to be the number one or number two guy. But offensively, they, they got to bring in a guy like Dame Lillard or Fred Van Vliet to take some of that load off. Because they they yeah. really just – I mean, dude, that they, they held – I mean, that was a low-scoring game, game five. But Miami just could not score, even though they were playing pretty decent defense in that game. And so I think they got to bring in a score onto that roster, and they got to do it now because Jimmy Butler's 33 years old. He is a superstar. That was the other debate today. Is he a superstar or is he just a really good player? Dude, when I, when I, when I went through these numbers before and after his ankle injury, when you're average, when you average 35 points per game in the first and second round of the playoffs, uh, you're a superstar. I, I don't care what the fuck you did in the first round, or in, you know, in the in the regular season, he is a superstar player. You shoot 58 percent in the first two rounds of the playoffs, you're a superstar. You take your team to the finals, you're a superstar. And so that's kind of the ongoing debate right now. In my mind, he is a superstar, but he needs. <laughs> another guy in that lineup next year. And for me, it's Dame Lillard, but I, I'm not going to complain well, if it's Fred Van Vliet. So there's the rumors popped up today. Uh, Washington looking to move into that top three, top four spot for the draft on Thursday next week. <clears throat> Do you see maybe a move there with Bradley Beal being that in play? Cause Beal is the one that they're trying to move right now. I, I would rather have Fred Van Vliet or Dame Lillard. Because to me, those two guys are a little bit more dynamic. Um, Brad Beal, he's he's really good at running the offense, but to me, he's just he, he's not as good as guys like Dame Lillard and Fred VanVleet. And he's also he's another aging guy. I mean, I think what is he, Tanner? Is he like thirty two, thirty three years he's old? Thirty. He's turning thirty three, I believe it is. To me, if you're going to go all in. You've got to get the most dynamic player out there. And to me, Dame Sorry. Lillard is... He's 29, turning 30 by the time okay. the season starts. Yeah, I mean, goes. to me, Dame Lillard is the more dynamic player. So that's the guy that you want to go for. And I, I feel like Portland should be willing to do a deal for him because the Miami Heat have the 18th pick in this year's draft. They have a total of six picks that they could trade. Um, and they could totally move off of Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and that those two contracts would match up with Dame Lillard. And so for me, the Dame, Dame Lillard is the guy. And um, it, so, but you know, we'll, we'll see what they do, but whoever they bring in, 
They they've got to go all in. Well, they got they've got to go all in for Jimmy. If you don't do it for any other reason, yeah, do it for Jimmy Butler. They, they got some moves to make still. They're they're going to be uh, forty one mil under or over the cap uh, into that spending. So they're I mean you're going to be looking at guys like Duncan Robinson, maybe a Kyle Lowry get moved, possibly a Tyler Hero. Like they got to figure that out to be able to bring in a Dame Lillard, a Beal. Or somebody in that kind of range. Yeah, well, we know that Mickey Harrison, the owner, he does not give a shit about the cap. No, so he, he's, he's going to pay seven over. Right yeah, now. he's going to pay the he's going to pay the fuckers. He does not give a Here's shit. Here's your so. tax incentive. <laughs> yeah, I just I feel like, in my opinion, when it watched all this unfold, obviously Miami came in as an eight seed in the finals here, and uh, yeah, they did overachieve. I, and in a lot of ways, I feel like what we saw from Jimmy Butler in this last series was the the most he's ever going to get. And I, I hate to go ahead and cut a guy off from ever getting any further than he just got. I mean, I dealt with Chris Paul for three years, you know, as a Suns fan, knowing that he was going to choke every time he had a chance. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like, you know, the idea that we we walk around and we talk about playoff Jimmy all the time. I mean, Jimmy's, you know, he talked about himself in an interview where, you know, he's not he's not a scorer. He's a part of the team. And, you know, he always speaks that way, which is awesome. I and mean, most leaders, it's good to hear that. But in a lot of ways, he's also being truthful. I mean, this guy is is not the one to, in my opinion, going up against the best opponents of the best opponents to just take over games in that fashion. I mean, he's not going to pull a Nikolai Jokic. He's not going to shoot threes like Jamal Murray. You know, the impact that those guys make on their team is different than the impact Jimmy makes on his team, in my opinion. Um, and I think Jimmy makes a different kind of an impact on, on when it comes to a uh, team chemistry front. So I think that's where he has his value on the roster. Um, I just, I feel like at this point, I mean, Jimmy's been around for quite a long time and uh, a lot of other teams now have, have uh, are, are itching to get back to where they once were, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, your favorite damn player of all time, you know, other than maybe one guy, um, you know, that guy is going to be, have something to, something to say about that next year. Right. Um, so I, I think what happened this year with the heat was awesome. Fun to watch the yeah, underdog was, on both sides at Florida, the end of the day, Florida Panthers who shouldn't have been there. Miami heat sure. shouldn't have been there. Sure. I, that was a fun run at the end of the day. The top dogs of both sports took care of business, took care of business. And, um, I don't know that we'll I ever mean, see technically Boston ruled the regular season. They got beat by Florida. Milwaukee ruled the regular season, got beat by Miami. So yeah, technically the well. top dogs lost. Sure. Well, the top dog all along in the NBA to me Denver, was, was the NBA. Or Denver, was the Denver, Denver was only the third best team at the end of the regular season. They yeah. were not as good as Bucks before Correct. Giannis got injured. They were not as good as the Celtics. Correct. Which that a lot of people think that if the Celtics would have gotten past the Heat, they could have beaten the Nuggets. And in fact, I believe they would have been the favorite in that series. I, they would have been, but I think that probably would have gone seven and it would have been a, a, a better matchup. But then, and then you get into a question of like Eastern Conference versus Western Conference, and exactly. you know you look at Miami versus Boston. When you've got two rivals like that facing each other, we see it in the NFL all the time. All the time. They, like when they play each other, it's it's just different. Yeah, it's different. But if Boston would have played Denver, who knows what would have happened? It, it would have been an interesting series. Uh, just a quick here average ratings. Uh, by the way, uh, so NBA was down in their viewership this year for Game Five. 11.6 mil there. And same with the Stanley Cup being down uh, across viewers. Now, now the Stanley Cup's viewed on TNT and Peak, and I believe Peacock is the, in the true TV. So you're looking at uh, 1.4, sorry, 2.72 million viewers across those 
audiences there on those platforms. So you were they they were down again. So this is the second year in a row they've been down uh, oh. for that. But I think the Stanley Cup was a little more entertaining. Yeah, well, here's the thing. You had the matchups of the goalies that I thought was super cool and fun to watch because, you know, the, the game before all this, uh, we saw the, the goalie for the Panthers kind of, you know, he's been a superstar all year he's long. He's been great. You know, he's been a great, good goalie all year long, and the guy just gets destroyed, you know, by the Knights. Meanwhile, Aiden Hill, who actually was a backup throughout part of the season, yep. <laughs> who's actually an unrestricted free agent in the NHL, which is big, goes out and is just freaking stagging everything that comes his way. He made two final say uh saves season saves right there uh within this series uh just by simple you know simply extending his arm and then uh, the I mean, other one was able to go on the his, side his reflexes were just it's, bad it's insane you don't get that with a but and that was the a game saving goal last game before mm -hmm. on game four that they needed there by the way this yeah. cup actually ends up being the least watch in 29 years for game five yeah. That's, that's, a, that's unfortunate for the NHL. That I mean, is. the thing is that, well, part of it might be because the Knights are still a fairly new Six franchise. Yep. Uh, the Panthers are one of the teams. I don't know when or if the Panthers ever made it to the Stanley Cup. Uh, uh, they, historically. Uh, and if they did, they, it's been. They have won it because um, Jim well, Berenger actually I, did. I, I think it's because like the, your normal teams like the Avalanche and the Penguins and all that. Like that's who you're used to seeing involved in. 96 was the last time they were there. 90, yeah, it's a long, long ass time, and I think for a long period of time between that, they've not been a great team. No, up until recently again. So I think that's part of it is like you see those teams that. So yeah, they've never won a Stanley Cup. They've been up. there twice now. Never yeah. won a Stanley Cup. I think that's part of it though. The the viewership of those exact the, franchises. The teams wanted Carolina or Boston versus Vegas, uh, essentially in that Stanley Cup playoff. That's what the viewers wanted to begin or, with. Or does America just hate sports now? I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the problem, you guys. America hates sports. They don't appreciate. Let's shut it down. Let's just there. start doing TikToks. I mean, they don't appreciate. Well, you you got to look up the NBA uh, ratings too, because that's yeah, he did. They were 11, down. 11, yeah. They were down. So how far down from the three? So twelve point four last year uh, versus eleven point six this year, and your 2021 2020 viewerships were ten point two seven point seven. So you were still the worst outside of those two years in. Since 2007, when the Spurs and Cleveland played, you know, part of the problem, Tanner, that I I think will happen in the NBA at least was the, even though three-time MVP, you know, he's not a flashy name, you know, no. even though he's very well known, obviously in the NBA, Jimmy Butler has always kind of been the guy that everyone roots for. We like his mentality, and still at the end of the day, he's not going to be your flashy name. I mean, he's in my not. opinion, this this is an outsider looking in. Not not flashy enough anyway, because we we saw Jokic after the game, um, and you know talking about how you know he's just looking forward to getting to the off season and can't wait to go he's, home. He's ready to go home. No, he's like, ready to go home. He's he's not the guy that you know every every game you're gonna interview you and go. Oh, can't wait to see what he's gonna say today. And here comes you know all the all the talk, all the hype. Too many people are, I think are wrapped up and they want to hear the drama. They want to see the drama. They want to see Jamar Chase go out there and say Pat who. You yeah. know they want to see dumb shit like that. Rather than actually they want enjoy the, cigars the sport and whiskey, the sport for what the sport is, yeah. people are so they, they want the drama. They don't understand how great uh, they they want the drama, but they don't want the John Morant drama. That's a little bit different. Well, that's different. They want that. Too. Maybe they do. So want they that. want that. What too. I mean is the buildup of the games and the buildup and of of the rivalries and stuff like that. I mean. 
people are just really, really, you know, devoted they, to wanting to see how these want, things unfold. Yeah, they want know? to see Joker and Jamal come out and say, we're number one, right? We're, we're yeah. the king of the castle. Talk, talk king big, of the castle. Talk, talk big shit. Right? You'll get viewers then. Yeah, they want that. They want but that. Meanwhile, you got Jamal Murray but, complimenting the Heat and their coaching staff and their and his team for doing then, such a great and then, job. And then right. you got Joker out here is like, I got to wait till Friday to go home. I can't. I, well, I got to do a parade. Right. He's like, what? When's a parade? Thursday? Like, no, and, I got to go home. I don't have time for that. The celebratory <laughs> stuff. Like he just sits there and he's like, fake smile. But, right, but those done. are the those are the type of guys the when kings. when it's just they're they're kind of like robots. Those are the type of guys that could potentially go back to back. And that's, that's what everybody's so talking about. Right now. Here's the thing. You, you're right. But my point is, those are the boring guys that your average idiot fan doesn't care. No, they don't want to watch it. They don't care to watch hey, it. They want the storyline. You guys know. You guys know I'm a lifetime Spurs fan. I had to deal with that shit for. That, that hey, was the same Tony Spurs. Same shit. But you know what the difference is? They never once went back to back. Yeah. If Denver can go back to back. That that's gonna be a little bit different story. I think you you see more fans try to that's, start yeah. to drift it, towards any, any husbands there. out there that sit around and want to bitch about their wives watching the Bachelor and Bachelorette, but then they don't want to watch the NBA or the NHL because it's too boring a matchup. Those are the fucking people that that are the ones that are the problem. Those are the people who who also themselves as men don't realize they also enjoy the drama too. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, yeah. th- that's what I mean. But people that are truly into it for the sport of the sick of the sport. I mean. They watched the games. They watched the NBA. They didn't, they didn't care if it was the Nuggets. They didn't care if, who the hell it was. It was it was the sake of watching the game for the yeah. game. But some people just want a storyline, and there wasn't enough storyline. I just on wish there side. wasn't drama. No, they, but none. they they could have had a better storyline. I just wish that the Joker would have sold it a little bit better. All he had to do was just put his head down and say, "Oh, well, we have a parade. Oh, fuck." Fuck! What time is the parade? Just throw an f bomb <laughs> out there, to. dude. That makes all the difference in the world. If he would have well, just said, well, I don't "Oh, think that's fuck me, I gotta he, go to parade," he got interviewed you know? right after the game by somebody. <laughs> right after the game, he got interviewed right after the game, like like probably within two minutes, and they're asking him, you know, about how he feels. He's like, "No, it's okay. Like we won the we won the series. That's good." Um, and, you know, just I can't wait to, uh, you know, I'm glad we get to go home now. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> but could you? But just imagine the difference if if he would have just said, "Fuck me, can I just go home? I don't want to go to the parade. Fuck me." Like that would have created a shitstorm, and that would have been much he, far more interesting than what he said. I, I think what he made a, 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 a funny point too was he talked about you know nobody likes your job, right? Yeah, he job. said that he's nobody like, likes your well, job. Like, well, maybe some and people if you do. do <laughs> you're lying. Apparently, <laughs> there are flight attendants that don't like their jobs, so, so they get hammered. So like you, you now, you're thinking like, holy crap! Like is Joker taking this as a business versus a passion? Oh, it's a business. And for like him. Tim, he's like, oh, I, I got money. It's, it's I go in, I get money. To, I leave. To, to him, it's, it's second <laughs> fiddle. That's it. It's a side hustle for him, Tanner. I love it. It's a I side hustle dude, for him. I can't. Which is hilarious because he's a three-time MVP. I want to hate it, but I can't because I'm like, dude, well, this is it's only funny because he's so damn good. Yeah. Dude, they'll no, punish. No, no. They're gonna punish him for that next year. Oh, they they will no. not let they him. They won't give him the MVP, MVP after Fuck that. No. Yeah. They'll strip you no matter how good he does, they'll strip Uh-oh. him from the they MVP. stripped it from it. Dude, they, they stripped him from it this year. I mean, I think it was close. Well, it's because MD played enough games finally. Yeah. That's the only reason why. But but he, he, Jokic should have he could have easily won the Took MVP this year. Easily. You guys you guys want to talk about some people that really love their their sport that they play in? The Royals? Is that where we're going? <laughs> I uh, uh, I got some news on the Royals again too. More news? More news. Could, but we can talk about that when we get there. All right. I want to talk about a team that actually matters who 
as far as I understand, and pretty much everyone, but maybe one guy really loves being on this team. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, obviously. Everybody but one guy. Well, Tanner, there's one specific guy who's a little oh, butt hurt. Oh, you know, who's he's a little butt hurt still. Stephon Diggs. There's a guy on the Chiefs roster who's still a little butt hurt. He got interviewed yesterday, as a matter of fact. Um, you know, just the fact that you know he was, you know, working at all these different positions before the Super Bowl, and you know, practicing at receiver even, and all this other stuff, and. You know, come comes game day and you're you're not inactive. And that's why you don't show up to the parade or the White House. Is Mr. Clyde Edwards Alaire. Oh, oh. I, heard, I was just getting ready to say the, the way, fresh prince I, of Alaire. I, heard, I, heard, <laughs> I didn't even know who the fuck. I heard you were he played about. Devontae Smith in practice in practice squad leading up to the mm. Super Bowl. Yes. So what anyways, I'm, world? I'm not making a big topic out of this or anything, but um, I didn't hear that. I didn't nah, I missed he, all this. He, yeah, he, well, he had an interview yesterday. Of course, he wasn't going to come out and just start yapping about it or anything. But, you know, obviously the guy didn't show up to the White House for their celebration. You know, they get their rings, actually, I believe it's today or tomorrow. Um, but, you know, he didn't go to the parade because he went to a fashion show instead. That was more okay. important. Um, but, you know, he's a little butthurt because he didn't get to play <laughs> in the Super Bowl. And, well, you know, at the end of the day, it's like we have a couple running backs outperforming you. So uh, who gives a shit with Clyde? thinks or wants to do i mean we're gonna be just fine in fact uh we have an undrafted free agent right now at minicamp getting in work with the ones over you know you know other guys that are on the team so you know mixing it in with the ones a little bit here and there so um something to watch here in the future obviously but anyways i wanted to bring up for a minute the uh the fact that chris jones actually is not reported to mandatory minicamp um i i don't think it's a big deal in my opinion i don't think it's something to worry about Obviously, the guy wants a new contract. He wants to be a part of this team for a long time. He's been that very well known on, known on Twitter. Um, he wanted Frank Clark really badly. Obviously, Frank Clark's getting held with Denver Bronco. Um, but, you know, speaking about Chris Jones, I mean, this is a guy the Chiefs are not going to fool around with for too long. No. He's going to be a part of this franchise going forward for a few years without a doubt. So I'm not worried about it. But there's some people out there that, you know, start to think, okay, is he starting to, like, lay the law down? Is this, What does this mean for him to be skipping mandatory minicamp? Or it's going to cost him $13,000 a day to not show up. Like, he gives a damn about that. Yeah, he cares. Yeah, I would love to make $13,000 a day, but Chris Jones doesn't Send care. Send it my way. <laughs> um, anyways, guys, going into this season, with the way the roster's set right now, we had the draft. I, I'm just curious to, to, to ask and think, you out there listening even, do you guys think this roster right now is fully set with the way it currently stands? I mean, do you guys really feel like the depth at the end is there? Do you feel like the 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 receiver situation is set in stone or are we not done building yet? I've, I, I have something in my mind that tells me we're going to add one more piece to one of those positions before the season begins. I'm not sure which one, but um, anyways, current, current state of the chiefs guys. What do you, how do you feel? I don't think it's done <clears throat> by any means. There's still a bunch of big names out there. That's there's been interest in and talks to, but I don't think we're done yet. There's still a lot of question marks on that line, that D-line especially right now. We don't know what Karloftis is. We don't know what some of these rookies are. Uh, how is Tershawn coming back from his injury? Like, we, we got to figure this out to see. And, exactly and Felix has had some injury problems already yep. at this already point, there. too. Danny Shelton, can he be an effective death guy? Uh, I don't think so. I think we're looking at a lot of question marks still on this office or the defensive line that – I could still see a move being made, a move being made from somebody that may not be happy around the league. 
on that. Um, and then same kind of thing on the office with the and wide receivers. Carlos Dunlap, I believe, is still a free agent, right? So, yes. I mean, that's a guy who obviously he's older now, but he, you know, he's a guy that it's nice to have we, him on the roster. We could see him as a rotational back. piece. It's good to have him out there. I mean, I'm just, I, I, knew, I like to have depth at D end, especially in today's kind of league, uh, to mix and match against certain matchups. Certain DNs play better against certain tackles. Yep. There's just, it's one of those things, you know, we used to play ping pong all the time. And then, you know, I'd beat you, but Jason would beat, you know, you'd beat Jason and this and that. It's like, no, matchups matter. Yep, and that comes the same way when it comes to one on one individuality with DNs and tackles. And I, I just like having the options and availability there for, uh, kind of rotate the guys through on a down-to-down basis yeah and i mean a couple of things too yeah i think the offense still has work to do uh because you did lose some pieces there on the offensive line but i think we might have enough to get through it but i think they i think they're still bringing in another guy for something here uh wide receivers of course staring at d hop right now i believe uh, by the That's way the only one i'm staring at i i know no one probably at this point wants to hear the name but He's also been productive quite a few times when we, we counted him out. Well, just on Houston is still a free agent. Yes. Um, so whether but it's not a bad it's not a bad pickup, though. I, I'm just I'm just saying, you I know? mean, he, he could be one of those rotational guys that just gets you five a sacks. Guy, a guy that finished his career as a Kansas City Chief. I love that. I, I, I loved Justin since the day we drafted him. And I was sad to see him go when he went, but I mean, I understood the time. Uh we, we were very concerned about his longevity health wise. Now there might be a problem within, you know, the ties of the house. I feel like maybe there was some bad blood on the way out, but same time, there's options out there for some guys to come in here and, but Dorsey's and fill gone, some of the void. So there has to be. Man, don't be there. giving Dorsey shit. Dorsey drafted Patrick Mahomes, man. I'm, I'm well, each day <laughs> drafted Patrick Mahomes per read. So think about nah. that. Who was, the G- who was the GM in Brett Beach? Drafted Dorsey him, was there, but Brett Beach was nah. full credit to Brett Beach. That's you know why. So that way it would it would shit. appeal to the fan base. He was base. the scout who talked Tanner. about him. Tanner. I'm not getting this. That was you. always a story. I, I'm not getting with so that. No, way it appealed to the fan base. It would appeal to the fans. It's for why Dorsey was fired. No, I'm not getting into it. It was always a bullshit. We know why he was fired. Uh, we do. Running backs, by the way. Do you think we add a running back? I think that could happen yet. I don't because I think Clyde's on his way out. I don't think you trust anybody behind Pacheco, really, even McKinnon. That's what I mean. There's this there's a running back right now on the roster with the last name Prince. Yes. And he's been working in with the ones on minicamp, just kind of seeing how he's gonna fit in, I guess. Big body guy, Jerk Demary McKinnon. Prince. Jerk McKinnon talked about him today and he said he's looking forward to seeing him in training camp. He goes, when he, the first time he saw this guy, he goes, Damn, he's big. He's a running back. <laughs> you know, and that's that's the first thing he said. Um, not a lot of people compare him to like Nile Davis, which so I'm, it's, uh... I'm hoping I always used to always compare Nile Davis to like an anteater because you're just like running with your fucking head in the in the ground, like you don't know where the hell you're going. That was Niall Davis. Well, I hope at least Prince can be one of those guys that six, has his head up a little more. Six foot, 216. I'd be okay with that. Right. That's a good size. Who who was the guy we had? Gore. Gore. Sim, similar build oh, Derek to Gore. Gore. Uh, yeah. Before he left for Houston. And now I don't think he has a job. So. But I don't think we're done. Yeah, Derek Orr is out of the league at the moment, yeah. I believe. But plain and simple, I don't think we're done. There's still a lot of work to do left uh, for, for the scene, but I don't think it's a lot. Too full. To had a couple of comments real quick. Too full. Poor Frank will never see another postseason game, let alone postseason sack again. Howdy, fellas. What's up, Too full. I agree. That's what I told my Broncos guy on last on Monday. No, last Thursday or Monday. I was like, yeah. 
so much for uh, getting playoff Frank because you're all excited for playoff Frank, but you ain't going to see him. Uh, the only running back I would want to see added is Henry. Beyond that, no matter no, but uh, that no better positions out there need. Yes, I agree. There's better positions. I'm not saying that's a high priority. I'm just saying I could see us making some kind of move in the running back world. Hey, I, I'm happy with where they sit running back wise, especially you know I don't hate you, you're seeing no. these these guys that are like undrafted come in there and make an impact. Um, to me, I mean, I don't give a damn what, what happens with Clyde personally. Um, I'm hoping uh, Deneric Prince could come in and make an impact. I think he could be a good fit if he works out. We'll know more, you know, as training camp rolls around, obviously, which, of course, as always, guys, we'll be there. Uh, we we went last year, but it got rained out. That was, um, that was such a disappointment because we had a lot was... planned for that. I ended up going back the next day on my own without you guys, getting some footage. Uh, took some footage for you guys, put it up on the YouTube channel. Um, still had a good time, but I mean, it, it sucked that we couldn't all get to do the full experience last yeah, year, pretty like we planned. So, um, anyways, guys, uh, real quick. So one more thing, one of the, uh, you know, rivals of the Kansas city chiefs had something to say recently. Um, and I'm not talking about Jamar Chase's dumbass this time. Um, Stefan Diggs seems to have a issue with his own team. Um, I, I'm curious to see what you guys have to say about this. Cause and McDermott's worried. Josh um, Allen's worried. Well, here's the thing. I do want to say something real quick. He's had problems in the past with other teams. He had problems at USC. He had problems with Minnesota Vikings. He seems to have a, a level where he comes in hot. You know, he was real excited to be there, and then all of a sudden, there's this this point that he hits within like I don't know four years of being somewhere that he just boom, tanks. Yeah. And his mentality towards the team, he gets sick of it. He's I don't know. He's tired of the putting in the work and the not other not he's thinking to himself other guys aren't putting in the work that i'm putting in or whatever but something's a little bit off with him for sure um and that's why he fell to the sixth round by the way but anyways i'm i'm a big stefan Diggs fan as a player i like him a lot i think he's badass so jason what do you think about with the situation right now going on in buffalo and his thoughts recently on uh, the state of the team i suppose so Two different scenarios for me. Number one, which I feel like is the most likely, he's not feeling it with this offensive coordinator because they lost in the playoffs. Brian Dable okay. is gone. Stefan Diggs is not he's not the same player, at least in the playoffs, as he was under Brian Dayball. And so I feel like if he went into a meeting with the general manager, and the head coach, which, by the way, doesn't happen very often uh, with players, then he's got an issue with that offensive coordinator. Um, to me, that's the most likely issue there is like he feels like he needs to get the ball more, even though the contract is settled. It's not a money issue, but he wants his volume to match up with that contract, especially, I mean, if they're going to win games, then I feel like he's a guy that would be willing to have a little bit less volume but if if they're gonna shit the bed in the playoffs then then what's the point and so i think like he wants a little bit higher usage you know so he can help his team win and then the second scenario which is a little bit probably i'm just kind of thinking out the outside the box here is like they probably tried to convince him that deandre hopkins was going to come in that they were going to make a play for him and then all of a sudden they came in and said yeah yeah no we're out on that deal and we're we're not we're not going to sign him and he got pissed but i think the first scenario is the most likely is that things are just different now that brian dable is gone 
and he's fucking pissed about it. Well, I think one thing, I don't know if it's necessarily a usage issue. Um, Stephon Diggs gets a lot of targets, you guys. I mean, let's, I don't want to make a mistake about that. I mean, any of us who've played fantasy football know and are aware of the amount of receptions he, he you know, gets on an average basis. Um, he's, he's great. He's a great route runner. I mean, that's what makes him special. Um, I think the Buffalo Bills have had a problem offensively with when it comes to a sustainable run, rushing attack. And I don't know if that's something he cares about or not, but he's pissed off about something at the end of the day. But what I have heard is that the Buffalo Bills are going to try moving away from using Josh Allen as a running back as much as they have up to this point. Um, you know, maybe to preserve some of his body at this point, um, but also to, you know, actually have a damn run game that's worth a crap. Because to this point, they have not really had a reliable run game. You can hand the ball off to Devin Singletary. Last year, they got James Cook involved a little more down the back stretch of the season. Um, but that's not really something you want to rely on. I mean, Devin Singletary carrying the ball 250 times a, a season. That's that's why they end up using Josh Allen as a running back half the time. You know, they, they use him as the, the white Cam Newton, essentially. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at some point that comes to an end. We saw Cam Newton's career fall off a fucking cliff quick. And Josh Allen last year towards the backstretch was not playing pretty guys. Um, maybe they're starting to think we need to rethink the way we do this entire damn offense. And Stefan Diggs probably seeing this too and going, Oh shit. What do these idiots have up their sleeves? What are, what are they going to pull out for us? I think, I think part of this problem is the structure of an organization. I think that's part of the issue with, with the way he's seeing things unfold over there in Buffalo is that he's unhappy with the way that they've structured the offense and the future of the team because they peaked two years ago. You guys, two years ago, they peaked. We're on the decline, even though they have a, a defense to load it up a little bit. Once Stefan Diggs is gone, who's your guy? Without Stefan Diggs, what do you do? Who, who's uh, who's the second running wide receiver there? Gabriel Davis. Gabe Davis. Yeah, there you go. Which is a deep threat. I, so Gabe, Gabe Davis is, is essentially their, their big deep threat receiver. You actually outperformed what I thought he would do yeah, last correct. year. He, was, he showed up. He, he give him credit. Impressive. Yeah. But take away Stephon Diggs. And those, and those. What are you doing underneath? You're not. Like, what, what are you going to work with? Dawson Knox. All day? Just Dawson Knox well, all the, day. Well, you got uh, Kincaid. And the new tight end. It? Kincaid, I believe. Oh, I, think they, I think they drafted Dalton Kincaid. Is that right? Yeah, Kincaid and Knox over there. Look, Which is I, fine. But... I, I talked about the the Buffalo State uh, essentially with the rec room guys a couple weeks ago on a Twitter space, and uh, basically it came down to uh, I thought initially that Josh Allen maybe didn't have that it factor like Mahomes and Burrow have, but he's shown he, but, he but does do a crit, degree. Correct. So so here's what it came into play is like now that he's getting older and we've seen it with Lamar already at some point with injuries. Josh Allen, he can't take the hits and the abuse he can. He has to change his style of game. He can't run and rush every single time he gets in trouble. This is a guy that can't take hits now because you saw what happened in the playoff game. He was, I mean, he was abused already, and this guy just ended up couldn't couldn't finish it out. This is a big deal of Josh Allen's state and his Josh Allen's play. He can't take the same rushing hits. He can't rush for 20 times a game. Anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a combination of both things. So, like... He had 23 turnovers last year. Correct. And part of that was the fact that he would fumble the ball, which in the he should have been running as many times correct. in the first place. And so those hits he would if take. If you're 
there, there's two different things here. You want to preserve him for the long haul, but you also want to prevent him from fumbling the ball and turning him into a runner. And in theory, that would actually help Stefan Diggs. Correct. If you, if you want to turn Josh Allen more into a passer. Correct. So that that just doesn't add up to me. Like, what the fuck is he complaining about? If, if you're going to get more balls because you're going to turn Josh so, Allen into a passer, then what's the problem? Because they're probably not changing the offense to that to that model anymore. They're not giving Josh Allen the support to give him the passing uh, ability that he needs to have this year. He's they're not going to get over the hump with Josh Allen running it 20 times a game. Plain and simple. They're not getting past into the in the Super Bowl that way. No, it's not going to happen. Not at all. Well, well, the way the way it's going to work out better is if you know, you know, obviously we we have Patrick Mahomes here in Kansas City. Uh, you know, we we look at him as like our god, and the way the way the way he uses his feet is in a way where he uses them when necessary. Correct. You know, he's not necessarily a running quarterback, but whenever he needs to, whenever he's he's dying to get those these few yards, guess what? He's going to get them. He's going to make it happen. He's going to use his legs. Well. Josh Allen's been using design runs for the last three or four years now. Yeah. And it comes to a point where that's, that's going to come to an end. He's won games, so, but he's also hurt himself late in the season. Yes. And at some point, you know, he regressed a little bit this past year. And uh, I don't know that it's going to be something they can continue to do. So Stefan Diggs to me though, is kind of part of his own problem. I think he has some, he's a very passionate player. He cares. He, he cares about winning. He does care about winning. I want to make that make that clear is that he cares about what's happening in the sport. But I think he also is part of his own demise at the same time where he will get himself too amped up, too overloaded on emotion and end up, you know, making a mountain out of a molehill in a lot of ways. And I think that's what Stefan Diggs does. That's like I alluded to a little bit ago. He had issues with maturity in college. Minnesota Vikings were a team that he got pissed off and threw a little fit and wanted to get out of there. They let him go. Goes to the Bills. He's happy for a couple of years. Now, all of a sudden, he's pissed off again. Like, I don't know where you want to end up, man. You want to come to Kansas City? I mean, I don't know what's going to make you happy. Oh, I, I told him that. Imagine if, like, Tufel says, you go to Atlanta. Then what are you going to do? Might as well retire. <laughs> could uh, be a, It could be a situation where he's just panicking because – you know, all of you out there that love to listen to sports media, you've been listening the last couple of days. They will tell you that the Chiefs and the Bengals, those two windows are wide the fuck open, baby. They're yes. going to last forever. Meanwhile, the Bills, they had they have to win now. Oh, their and, window's and, already going like this. And and Von Miller, you know, you, you, if you're lucky, you might get him for one full year this year, but their their window is closing faster than those other two teams that I just mentioned. And so it could be a situation where Stefan Diggs is just like, hey, what what are we doing over here? Are we going to bring in DeAndre Hopkins? What are we going to do to get better? Because, I mean, Sean McDermott is just a defensive coach. So so how are we going to score points? And that might be a part of the situation. It's just like he might be panicking and thinking that we're not going to win the championship this year and that the, our window is closed. I'd say in a panic move too. Don't be afraid. Don't don't be surprised if you see a brother reunion coming into play there in Buffalo. Mm. Uh, Tufel out there says Dick seems like a guy that when people talk about him having having met him, it's always that guy was a dick, <laughs> which is <laughs> it might be, dude. It might be. 
Uh, and then he also states maybe they trade him to some basement team that thinks they are close, such as the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they think that they're real close. Detroit. Right? Detroit, <laughs> Detroit they, can win got, their division. They made a lot of moves. They got Jesse Bates <laughs> yeah. now. You know, they got a. Throw them on the Lions, dude. Lions are going to win that fucking game. Anyways, guys, the, the great news about this conversation gets me, gets me thinking, remembering that, you know, we're only a couple weeks away from talking fantasy football with you guys and starting to oh, uh, get man. together our pre-draft worksheets and um, some of our opinions and thoughts on who's the risers and fallers of the uh, NFL draft season. So um, fantasy football, guys, a lot of fun. Tanner actually freaking won the league last year. Still can't believe that. Actually, I, when I, I, I can't believe that actually happened. I, I, I didn't. I actually me. still at this point. I this is the first time I am hearing about this. Yeah, Tanner won I the think, league. I think I boycotted the championship in our league because I didn't even know that that happened. You yeah. you weren't uh, anywhere close to that, Jason. Yeah. I think it was yeah. rigged. Just, just so you know, I think it was rigged like Tim Donaghy style. Mm. I think it was fixed. Yeah. Well. You know, I'm not a referee, but I'm a commissioner, so you know, I can pull some strings when I need to. Pretty, well, sure, pretty sure this guy isn't going to fix it for me. No, well, no, you no. are the commissioner. I, I hope he made it worth your while and gave you a couple, couple gur. Did he give you a couple gur? Well, five gur. Did he give you five gur to win the championship? I did, I did not pay interest on his on his money, by the way. So I held it for an extra uh, three weeks, just out of spite. And then I eventually paid him, but there was no interest charges on that. All right. So bottom line, five Gur. If I want to win the championship next year, that's the going price. You Is have that... you have like twenty first round draft picks this coming year. You do. So dude. No. you know, I don't know if that's possible, but you you had a lot right of now. Early... You're the favorite. Oh, no, you Jason, should be the easy the favorite, favorite to win right the league. This year. But I, I just want to know that I have a backup plan, and I want to know that five Gur is the price. If you fail with all the picks you have this year, then you got to look inward on yourself. You got to start speaking to Jesus more often, or something. That's bad. That that's probably bad executional skills, right? Oh, it's a lot bad of a lot of bad everything. Skills. If you fail this year, <laughs> you you need to at least been it be a ten win team this year, minimum. If it's any less than that, then that's a failure. Well, and like a three seed in the playoffs, I'm a, minimum. I'm a, minimum. I'm about to get serious this year. I'm about to get serious. <laughs> All right. Uh, guys, what else do we have to talk about, today? guys? We got we the Kansas City time. Royals to just give a quick Royals chat. For about. Just, just a real it's quick. It's been a minute. Well, I know, I know, Tufel would appreciate this because he loves the Royals. But <laughs> we do. Uh, we all love the fuck. Well, we I mean, they're about to lose we, again. We love them, but it's um, also like a hate love. We may no, not. Was, we may not love the manager. We may not love JJ uh, Pacola, but we love the fucking team. I loved Monday. They did Chiefs night at Kauffman Stadium. Uh, so that was kind of nice. Travis Kelsey got to redeem himself for yeah, you know his original <laughs> terrible pitch, and he ended up just getting it down the middle this time. Um, but the the bad news of the day, I was driving my car around town, and I hear Carrington Harrison go, "I got breaking news for you guys. Guess what? Vinny Pasquantino out for the year with a torn, torn labrum. labrum." I'm going, "Well, what's the freaking point?" And even watching any of these games. That's what I think about all these injuries. And that that was now, that, that was the only trade bait that you could have had. That was year. your trade and now, bait. Now your trade bait is gone. Now, now if you uh, want to trade, you got Chapman, you got Granky, and you got uh unfortunately our shortstop that could be in talks in Salvador Perez. Which but, they, they keep saying no Perez is off the table. He's not gonna be traded. Well, that doesn't matter because now he's leaving the game with a left hand contusion. So Salvador Perez. I would be giving up on the year. I would just be like, you know what, you guys finish it out, figure it out. I'm out. I'm not playing this damn season. Uh, I'm pretty sure with the A's and their stupid winning streak they're having right now that we are the worst team in baseball. No, we, by far. 
So no, is I'm anybody saying, screw the records? Yes, the record, our record right now in Kansas City is the is worst. The worst yeah. But regardless of that, this is the worst team. Can you even fathom the idea that she, the the Royals winning seven in a row right now? Not at all. It's not gonna happen. Never will. Yet somehow we, the A's go out there, they we, kick the ass of the Brewers. We we lose like, to the A's first off. Then the A's go out and yeah, they beat the Brewers, they beat the and, Rays, uh, the, they beat the Rays. Astros. Tanner. You know, you you don't understand that the Tampa Bay Rays are the number one team in the entire MLB. Oh, I'm aware. Best I'm record aware. in the entire league. The A's, a team who are literally trying to suck, are going out there and whooping ass. Meanwhile, the Royals are over here trying to win games. Jordan Lyles is over 14. Losing the damn Cincinnati. Jordan Lyles games, Tanner. Is this is setting records? <laughs> this is the worst start for a pitcher. In the history of the damn league, to lose your first 14 games you started. Oh, we're going to keep him in. Don't you worry. He's 0-11. Lost 14 in a row. So so as you guys know, over the last few weeks, if you've been listening to In the Hoop, uh, the JG is the specialist in firing NBA coaches. And so I want to know, is it is it time to fire it's not time to Matt Quattro? Because no. I've heard rumblings out there that he might be a one-and-done. And I'm not. I'm not ready to do it. I'm ready to fire him. I'm not ready to do it. So he's a weak ass bitch. The JG is the guy that (laughs) on this show officially (laughs) fires uh, coaches, and I haven't done it before ever in the history of Major League Baseball. But I'm. I'm. My thoughts are. I've got. I'm getting ready to fire him, but I'm not ready to do it yet. I I really want to give this guy another chance. I think I think I got a message from St. Louis somewhere. Will you go and just fire their manager real quick? Because I think they're about ready for that. I'm St. ready, Louis? man. St. Louis. What does that have to do with the Royals? I'm nothing. I just want. I'm, he's in the middle for firing somebody. I'm the guy. That's the one to fire. I'm the Why? guy because you guys, dude. Oh, never mind. I'm not. You're not a baseball guy. Never mind. You, you never guys mind. all know. Any, anybody, anybody that works in corporate America, nobody <laughs> wants to be that fucking guy that just walks into a room and say, "Hey, man, it's time to clean <laughs> your shit out of that well. fucking office." I was like, "Dude, that's my dream job. I could do that all day long and not feel bad about it because I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this for a purpose, and this is not me personally firing you. I'm just, I'm trying to so, do my job here. So, so like, the- I, I, I could." I could I could fire okay. Matt Quattro. So, like I'm ready. Can, can you fire Oliver Marmel? That's what St. Louis wants. Just Oliver Marmel. Will you fire him right now? What's his name? Oliver Marmel. I can't even pronounce that shit. How can I fire the guy? M-O-L. Marmol. No, I'm not. Marmol. I can't fire him. You can't fire him. I would never hire him. Sorry, St. Louis. Sorry, St. Louis. Looks like you're stuck with him. That name alone. Get out of here. Say it again one more time. Oliver. Oliver. Mar. Mall. Okay. M A R M O L. Mr. Oliver Marmall, who I barely pronounce your name. Um, I'm. I need to pull you into the office right now, oh, man. It's been real. I appreciate all of your hard work, uh, but I need you to get the fuck out of here right now because you suck. You're fired. Well, I do want to make one Saint point. This is happy. I do want to make one point. I think that Jason's right, though. That this is a one and done it's not a one for the Royals. It, it be, should be. It'd be it should be Tanner. Why? Uh, well, because uh, he well, inherited a stupid no. ass team that was it's already also, shitty. No, <laughs> Tanner. And so you expect Tanner, a shitty team Tanner, to continue not to be the, shitty? The pitching that they're throwing out there right now is fucking what, stupid. What else does he have? No, 
You There's don't, nobody in Tanner, the minors. You don't throw Jordan Lyles out what there again. What else I'll tell you does he have? You also do, do the stupid thing what where Hernandez is out he there. Have? Let's put what let's put Hernandez he out have? there for two innings. Look at him go out there two shutout innings. Nope, you're out of there. Thanks, Guess Hernandez. Wait till Chapman gets traded, and then you got worse. I don't know. Who cares about, about fucking Chapman? Been around you're forever. about to get worse. Chapman's irrelevant. How many games are we saving, Tanner? We ain't saving no games. So here's Chapman's irrelevant for this team. No, here's the thing. There's nobody in the minors that's to be brought up. This organization sucks. And that's not the, that's not the manager's <laughs> fault. No, and but what we're not... doing currently with this pitching staff is just fucking what, what stupid. What else is he supposed to do? Tanner. Give him a solution. Have you been watching these games? Yes. Have you seen Hernandez go out well, there, start sorry. two innings? I've been watching hold the, on, the hold highlights because we're get blacked hold out on, here. Hold on. So go out there, start two innings, two two innings, uh, scoreless innings. Awesome. You know, go up three up, three down, both innings, and then hey, you're done. Because yeah. guess what? You're just literally the first two innings guy. Let's put in a reliever. Guess what? Third inning comes along. Boom! Bombs away. Don't have bombs away. They only have three starters, Tanner. dude. That's it. That's fucking stupid. I don't it's know stupid. what to tell you. I no, I don't they have do a not, solution. They, for they it. do not have three starters. Jordan Lyles should not count as a starter to begin with. Four starters. Well, what I'm saying is, you got Zach Greinke, who they're going to lose every game anyway, whatever he's pitching, because that's what they love to do. But the way that they use these pit this pitching staff currently is idiotic. Yeah, Makes right. no I fully agree at all. But I don't know what yes, else they can this do. This comes from the manager. I have no idea what they can do different. Let me let me ask you. There's this, nothing guys. else they can do. Stop. Okay, how about stop pulling guys that are pitching well? If he's pitching well, leave his ass in you there. Can't. So what if you do can't use them the next day? I don't care. You you realize there's more that comes from the top than anything, right? The top. The top. No, nah, if my if my job's on why, the line, I'm going to do what I want. What do you think, with, Joe? With my staff. Joe Madden got fired last year in the Angels because a guy called in the uh, to the deal and wanted him to take a guy out that was doing well, and he hangs up the phone and says, "It's my team." Hands up the phone, fire the next day. Well, how do you feel about Bobby Wood Jr. right now? Going out, having, we, having interviews, Tanner. Oh. And he's saying to him, nope, he's an aggressive hitter. He's going to continue to do the same thing he's always been doing because that's him. You know what? I have no problem with that yeah. because the, the problem is not Bobby Wood Jr. You know, so far at this point, uh, underachieving. The problem is this shitty-ass staff we have, shitty-ass manager, shitty-ass coach. Co- no, you're putting you know them it's in a disaster. You're putting in you, them in no, the group. the whole staff is a disaster, Tanner. Last year's staff was a disaster. So the and last, this is too. So you're telling me the new staff. You can't develop players. You can't develop players waste that are already there. It's a big waste you're of time. You're already shitty. It's a big waste of time. J.J. Piccolo needs to be gone. Bobby Wood Yes, Hold on. yes, thank you. It's about them. T- it needs thank to be you. gone. You, like, when you he needs to be gone. With Date Moore in that crew, JJ Bacola should have been gone with Yes. Him. So why God. was he not? Because the owner, John Sherman, needed to keep somebody around from the other regime well, in the ownership. John, John Sherman around. might be a dumbass of his own. Kind. He might be. And this might be come so, back into the ownership. I mean, He's we're, the owner, we're gonna, dude. We're going to look at Mr. Walmart mm. one day, David Glass, and go, that's the best damn thing. You know, you know obviously Ewing Kaufman is the best, but you know, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, like he wasn't like, that bad. I mean, <laughs> John Sherman might be a bigger dumbass than we all realized whenever he was, whenever he bought the organization. You no, know, he hasn't even explained to us yet why we need to have a fucking stadium moved downtown or whatever. He hasn't said a word about it. Didn't he, he say said, something about he's money? He's like, this is what I want to do. We need a new stadium downtown. He hasn't said why. He hasn't given any any explanation I, I of why. why. I think we know why. So but that's the thing. If you're the freaking owner, how about you appeal? Because this comes down to a vote, Tanner. Yeah. It comes down to a vote. How about you tell the masses your reasoning? Because that's going to help your case. If you don't give a reasoning, we're going to say, fuck you. You're full of shit. And then move along. That's the issue, though. See, we won't. Because then Kansas City is going to do what Oakland's doing. Move to Vegas. Move to another city. And then we won't have a baseball team here. 
at this rate, I mean, it sure at, seems at this like rate, it, at this I mean, rate, I two, don't know. Two playoff appearances in the last 33 years. It sure at, seems like we don't have a baseball at team. this rate. I don't know. Let's talk about reasoning just for a second here. And Tanner, I appreciate the fact that you're calling for JJ Piccolo's um, head. I, I called three years ago. And I'm going to give you a couple of stats here that define the Kansas City Royals. Just two stats. Okay. Ryan O'Hearn is batting 319 with a 991 OPS. He is no longer on the Royals. Why did we get rid of him? And now he's doing better because our organization is trash. And that starts at the top with J.J. Piccolo. So I don't really care if you want to give, you know, the manager a second chance or not. Um, that <clears throat> we shouldn't be getting rid of guys, and then they blow up. And we've seen that before on this fucking put Bobby this Witt fucking organization. on a different organization. He's not going to be batting two thirty. He's batting four hundred. No, that's what I mean. But put Bobby Witt anywhere where, else. So where is the player development? There's no. Where is the player? It Why exist. did we think it's not a thing? Why did I listen to Pitching. these guys? None. Let me let me Pitting. talk None. for a second. I listened to these guys for years say, why in the fuck is Ryan O'Hearn in the starting lineup? Every fucking day I listen to this shit. Yep. Okay. Why did I have to listen to that shit? Then he goes to another team and he fucking explodes. He's a cleanup hitter. He a fucking, fucking explodes. Hitter. <laughs> He's batting fourth. That's because the organization is shitty. It's not, it has nothing to do with the players. Oh, well, we all like to sit around. Oh, my gosh. I'm a sports fan. Players win games. Players win games. Well, what the fuck? These players are not apparently as shitty as we thought they were because they go to another team and they fucking explode. Okay? The players have nothing to do with your bullshit. Okay? All of you fucking fans out there, don't blame it on the players. This has nothing to do with players. It doesn't. You're sitting there watching Ryan O'Hearn bat 320 on another team. Just forget about the players, okay? Let's change the organization. Let's change the culture. That's what it's all about, the fucking culture, the general manager. Let's start from scratch you and did. make this thing better. Well, you just did last year. Well, this is no, I never fired. I never fired JJ Piccolo. No, he's I the should've. only one left over. But I should have. Some weird ass that's, reason. So if you guys want to blame somebody, you can blame the JG. I I failed to fire JJ Piccolo last year. That's what I should have done. I don't get it. I don't get why we kept one guy for this deal and brought in everybody else. Unreal, right, Tanner. I think our own unreal. Is a I. Not that far away from that, so like I, I think we're we're at a lost cause right now. I mean, when, when you guys There's, go, to... here's the thing. You know, in the past when the Royals were shitty, you know, in the in the 2000s, you know, we always talked about well, you know, they have a great, you know, everything. The upcomers, double A, triple A. You know, we always had a lot of superstars in the waiting, right? That was always the thing. We always had a, a great minor league system, and we're at a point now where our guys here that are up here right now are shit in the bed meanwhile also the guys in the minor league system we don't have anybody anymore it's all a bunch of bums they're all bums so what do you do like at this point there's nothing to look forward to there's no hope for the future at all as a kansas city royals fan like it's it's we're gonna suck shit for the next 10 years and you, that's the end of the story you have shitty ass drafts i mean horrible drafts and when you guys lay your head on your pillow tonight I want you to dream about those numbers that I just told you. Ryan O'Hearn, 319 with a 991 OPS. Just 
run it back and forth over and over again, your fucking brain when you sleep tonight and you'll wake up the next day and be like, dude, get these assholes the fuck out of here. These fucking assholes that pretend that they, they, they know how to run this fucking team. As much as we deserve better. We Am do. I right? Oh, we, we deserve do. better in this fucking city. I've been saying this better for than that last thirty-three years. Absolutely. I mean, I'm. This is stupid. People but, used to try to convince me this was still a baseball town. <laughs> I was like, yeah, good luck with that. Trade your whole fucking roster Six and get Ryan ago. O'Hearn back. That's what I mean. Seven Dubai. years ago, whatever it right. is. And all no, this has been a football town since the nineties. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh man, look, there's uh, it's just bad. Uh, by the way, guys, uh, AC out here, our man AC wanted us to talk a little bit about it. Um, but I got a cool subject to turn this into a little fun. Royals have angels coming into the, I believe, I believe here this weekend, Shay Otani uh, is here. Mike Trout. Um, there was talks and there's stuff I saw on Twitter. If he was Shay Otani, if he was to retire this year, is he a hall of famer? And I think that's a great conversation to play because this is a guy who has made such a great impact in the game in such a short span. I, I feel like Shay Otani <clears throat> would be, like the MLB would love to make him a Hall of Famer. The MLB itself would oh, love to make him a Hall of Famer. You know they want. I also think that it's been such a short-lived thing to this point to where I have a hard time watering down any Hall of Fame with guys who do it for such a short period of time. I mean, obviously we we all joke around about Mahomes and you know, he'd be in the Hall of Fame right now if he retired and that's probably true. Um Shohei Otani, I mean, has he won a World Series yet? No, oh, no, he's with the Angels, remember? That's okay, that's part of my point. So he's been here since 2018. Yeah. Um, that's part of my point, Tanner, is yeah. that you know, I just I don't think it's been long enough. Well, you can't make the he's Hall done, of Fame without winning a World Series. I, I get this, that, right? but it also it, it makes an impact. Like, there's it's, a lot of teams. Yes, that but do that. Tanner, if he went out there and pitched a damn so seven inning, you know, here's his here's his one run game. Here, here's his feats. Okay, since he's came into the league in eighteen, he's a two time all star, AL MVP. Two-time All-Star first team, second team, two-time AL Rookie of the Year, Silver Slugger Award, two-time Edgar Martinez Award, AL Triples Leader, Commissioner's Historic Achievements Award, whatever the heck that is, hit on the cycle, and he's an AP athlete. Like he's it's not a, enough. He's done stuff. That's awesome. I know it, it is awesome. It's not enough. I, I think longevity I, to me. I I take longevity into account when it comes to the Hall of Fame. To me, it doesn't matter. So, and we're talking. I think we're talking Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, which yes. is which I'm so, right there with it. So he's a unicorn to me, but I I would compare this to, like, why is Bo Jackson not in the football Hall of Fame? A very short-lived career reminds me of Otani, but I don't even know why we're having this guy. Like, he's not going to retire. Yeah, right. It's, it's well, just like a fun conversation, I, 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 hypothetical to type of thing. I, I think I it's yeah, hypothetical. So if if he were to get injured right now and never play again, he, he's Bo Jackson. Well, yeah, on the baseball, I, I, on the baseball me, side. If, if he is a career ended right now, I'm going to say not not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I'm going to say, hey, I that agree. was an awesome story, awesome yeah. run, yeah, for I a agree. really unique player. Yeah, but not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and it, and Bo Jackson to me is the greatest athlete I've ever seen in my whole life. If he's not in the football Hall of Fame, you're not going to throw Otani in the baseball Hall of Fame. No, yeah, because I mean, this is a guy like, like you know, you guys all know pitches and he hits. Was there? He plays was, every day. Were you going to talk about Mike Trout too? No, I'm not talking about Mike Trout. Well, he's a Hall of Famer for the record. Yeah, he is. Mike Trout's a Hall of Famer. Okay. Do you want Otani on the Royals? Is that why? I would that love Otani on the Royals. Tanner, Can we have that? Why are we? Why is this? But we're not going to pay him because that's bad. why. Why? What would you? be the point? You, oh, it, it would you be just the dumbest thing. It would you just sell tickets. Ticket sales. That's all it would be. 
Are you going to sell mean, a single ticket all for the rest be. of your life? They no, you're not. They got the downtown stadium uh, uh, somehow. How about this? So, uh, <laughs> I, you know, us being into sports betting and all that, we've, we've been on sports every single day of our lives. And I, part of sports betting, I get on there and I look at the attendance. It just happens to be on the page I'm looking at. And it, every single fucking stadium says 40,000 people, 40,000 people. It doesn't matter if it's a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. 40,000 people at all the stadiums. Royals over there, you know. I mean, right now they're they're putting out probably somewhere to ten grand, thirteen, 13 on grand. a nice day. Um, yeah, Shohei Otani would of course flood the ticket sales, but there was something talked about on the radio this past week that I thought was going kind to of interesting. If there was one game, Tanner, where we took, let's say, either Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey, inserted them into the lineup of the Royals for one game, they're going to get three or four at bats. That's it. And that's it. Sell out. Do you think that shit sells Sell out? out? Whether sells it's Kelsey out. or Mahomes to play one Royals sells game. out. Completely. I bet. I bet that shit sells and out. And there and there would be standing. There would be lines standing outside the stadium yeah. waiting to get in. I'll tell you. Yes. I'll tell you what. I I don't care what position he's playing that day. I don't care if he's pitching. I don't care if he's playing first base. Patrick Mahomes, if he's playing as a Royal in a game, that stadium sells out. Forty, you know, thirty-eight, whatever they hold. You know, thousand people. I bet that place sells out. What if? What if you? Put, I'd, be, I'd be there. What if you put Mahomes and Kelsey and Otani in the same fucking game? You'd fucking mm-hmm. blow the, the ratings. People would be standing the on the roof. highway watching. You, you, you'd have the Chief <laughs> Stadium Arrowhead fold with the screens rolling. Like that's, that's exactly my what my whole is. thing is like, why would you not bring in Otani to the Royals and give him a contract? Because nobody's going to show up for anything else. You're not showing up for Bud Light anymore. They used Any, to. Any any thoughts? Uh, and while we're heading into All Star break, and we probably won't talk baseball again for a while, but any thoughts of where Otani lands next year? Does he stay in Angel? Right, Dodgers. He, I'd go Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah, I mean it, Dodgers my, makes probably the most. My sense. my dream would be to see him on fucking Padres. That that'd be, that'd be fucking oh amazing. my god. <laughs> but no, I think <laughs> that money about just well, went up. If, if I was yeah. gonna bet on it, if I'm betting on if, it, I'd probably go Dodgers. If this was 1998, he goes with the Yankees. So, so I don't know why, if you heard why not being a Yankee early in the year. There was uh, there was stuff uh, video of Otani jersey being sold in the Yankee stadium. Mm-hmm. So I I see him being a Yankee. The Yankees makes a lot of sense. Yankees, I mean, Red Sox maybe. I think, I think he but goes East probably Coast Yankees. to a the Mets or the Yankees. Yeah, so. I, I could see Yankees. The Yankees would make a lot of sense to me. So then you have to bring Hideki Matsui out of retirement. That'd be pretty. Oh cool. my lord, that'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? I think at some point Otani probably just wants to win a ring. He's 28, so it's not like he, you know, is going to be out of his prime I mean, anytime soon. Now, now speaking of most watched finals, championships, series, think about that uh, Shohei Otani World Series, where you know we're all on his nuts, kind of like you know back in the day with the with the Giants and yeah. the Royals, you know, World Series where everyone's you know all all over. Uh, Mr. Oh, God, what the hell is his name now? I can't remember what uh, the, the, the San Francisco Giants pitcher, the, the Bumgarner, yeah, Madison Bumgarner, Bumgarner, you know, he, going out there like that. Now, imagine Shohei Otani <clears throat> doing something similar to that. I mean, we'd be, I'd everyone would be tuning in into that. I mean, if he does go to the Dodgers, like think of the think of a Otani Judge World Series, that'd be stupid, crazy in ratings. Oh, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, hey, that was a little baseball talk, guys. Hypothetical, a lot, lot of fun there. We have, we don't talk very much baseball. We might get a couple. I don't. Here's the thing: is that now the only sport remaining at the moment is baseball. Yeah. Um, so we're, I guess we kind of have to talk baseball for a bit. So I mean, unless we want to um, go, s- 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 I, 
maybe we should start. I can't say it, guys. I can't say start, it. Start doing some more sports betting on here because we we're all here making fucking money every goddamn day on this, on this planet. You know, with all the sports betting takes. So, you know, it's unfortunate we don't have a sponsor right now because, um, you know, our, our, our betting picks have been nails lately. I do want to make that be well known. We've been killing it in the sports betting world the last month or so. So, uh, yeah, if any sponsors out there want to hit us up thanks, AC. Um, that are not from Canada, then, hey, give us a shout out. We'd, we'd love to be a part of the group. And uh, you know. Holy camoles, guys. We, we've been going. Yeah, it's time to wrap we it up. We went today. Turn around. By the way, rambling about a, a sponsorship that you know we should have had. So go ahead. By the way, if you guys are concerned about sports being dead this time of year, uh, the World Series of Poker runs from May 30th to July 18th. Oh wait, I know a guy doing it too. And a lot of people out there, you know, if I get a guy on, including we'll... people in my family, they always said that's not a real sport. Hey, oh, it's man, if they're out there making money. And and they're using their talents accordingly. Then it is a sport if, by if, my book. If I get a guy on, are you in? I got a guy that's qualified for that. Is, uh, is Phil going to be on there? Get him on there. Yeah, you're in. Okay. Yeah, is I'll Phil, be on that. Podcast. I'll work on that. Mr. Phil going to be on there? Mr. Phil. Mr. Phil. <laughs> Mr. Phil. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking. About. I forgot his last name. <laughs> talking about Phil Jackson, the not Phil Jackson, the, like, <laughs> the professional poker player. I mean, for real. Give Houston uh, some fucking credit. Phil, here, right? Phil, Phil, fiddlefuck. You know that fiddlefuck. guy. All right, <laughs> that guy, that guy. Phil Ivy. Uh, Phil um, Ivy's guys, gonna be. Guys, no, we, we do got a trip. We're, we're going down to Oklahoma this weekend for our guys' trip. So, That's right. Uh, what are you guys looking most forward to the trip? I'm looking forward to in the hoop. First thing Saturday morning, I will be only mildly hungover. Um, so I'm looking forward to that show. Also, obviously, gambling and and making a shitload of money out there. Not going to tell you how I make the money, but maybe we'll do some uh, easy money bets on that podcast, hey, Tanner. What do you think about that? I'll be up for I'm that. Looking forward to going somewhere different for a couple of days. Uh, Panda Express is going to be there, which is super cool. <laughs> IHOP. There's an IHOP over there. You know, but, you know, uh, yeah, for the most part, you know, I'm, I'm glad to be down by the Texas border. So oh, yeah. I like Texas. I was wearing my Texas Tech shirt. So, But no uh, shit. If you, if you guys want to find the buffoons. Just walk into the Windstar on Friday and Saturday yeah, night. We'll be there. Good luck finding us because there's going to be like 100,000 people over there. Yeah, so real quick before we log off here, uh, AC wants to know about so the match between Pat and Travis versus Clay and uh, Steph. Clay and Steph in a golf match. Um, what do you guys think of that? Who's going to win that one? I think so. I think Pat because he's, oh, I don't know. Steph's a fucking good golfer too. Have we ever Man. seen Kelsey golf? No, that's the scary part. But the I've part never seen I've never it. seen Clay golf, see either. Clay golf either. But I think Steph has is a better golfer than Pat. I'm gonna go with Steph and Clay in this one. I think yeah. I think Steph so, and Clay will take but here's the thing. That's I didn't feel like that's assuming that Kelsey is a bad golfer. I do you see this guy playing golf. I would say Steph and Clay 30 feet. I, I would say Steph and Clay uh, only because yeah. like right now the Chiefs are on top of the mountain. They'd have nothing to prove. But Absolutely if, nothing. If it was one on one, Steph versus Pat, because we know Pat's a golfer. Uh, oh, I take Steph. You take Steph over sure. Pat. I take Steph. Yeah, but I'll Steph take good? Steph's fucking good. I'll, I'll take <laughs> Steph and Clay in the match. I'll take Steph and Clay in the match because I mean those fucks. I, I, think, I mean they're not going to do shit. In I think Steph. For Steph's, a while, so. Steph's just going to do what they what he does with Clay anyway. to carry him. So I think I think that's just what it's going to come down to. Now, if you threw in the Fresh Prince of Elair instead of Travis Kelsey, that might be a that might story. be different. Yeah, uh, he might be a Look, decent. Travis, Travis is a guy that. 
hits it 30 yards out off the fairway and then throws his whole set of clubs 30 feet to the ball too. So like uh, happy Gilmore, I, that's happy. I, Gilmore. That's what shit. it is. So I'll, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to watch It's June 29th, by yes. the way. So I'll be watching without a doubt. I, 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 you know, I want Pat to win because I love me some Pat, but um, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion. I want, well, of course I want Pat to win. But I don't know how good Steph and Clay Steph, are. I have no idea. Steph plays with the pro sometimes. I would like it so. much better. I would like it much better if they had like Tiger and Phil again in there. No, but like split them up. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. why with Pat Mahomes? Oh, versus and Steph fucking and Steph Curry and Phil. Like they do with don't they do that with? The, so maybe put like Steph Curry with Phil, oh, that, and then Tiger with fucking Pat Mahomes. That'd be fucking amazing. That'd yeah. be that'd be pretty. That'd fun, be cool. Actually. They'd make more money too. I don't yeah. know why these fucking guys don't listen to the JG. I have all the ma- amazing ideas over here. That would be a lot of fun. That See would be Pat best. and Tiger playing a team. Yeah. Hell, cool. even Steph and Tiger, I'd take. That'd be a blast. I'm looking forward to it. That's in two weeks. So, but yeah, uh, we're ex- we're excited for that. We're excited for Oklahoma, and we're excited to get this thing going. So, tune in. Make sure you guys. Yeah, hit so that. that means the Saturday show will be live from Windstar Casino in Sackerville, Oklahoma. It's not like I haven't done that show before, but that's neither here nor there. Tune in, guys. I promise to be sober. We'll see you later, guys. Not.